St. Peter had just been arrested. The first reading that we heard today was right after Peter had been arrested. He was, he was arrested the day before. And in front of the Jewish leaders who were persecuting him, Peter says the words that we heard today. Peter has something in him that doesn't come from Peter, but that comes from Jesus. Something inside of him that comes from Jesus that, that compels him, that pushes him forward, that urges him on to proclaim the truth of the love of God in Jesus Christ. In fact, that's what it is that's within him that urges him on, that pushes him to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim Jesus Christ with boldness. St. Paul experiences the same thing as he writes in another place in the Scripture, the love of Christ compels us. The love of Christ urges us on. The love of Christ draws us forward to proclaim His salvation to the world. To proclaim that Jesus Christ has come. He has died. He has risen. He is God. And we are redeemed by His blood. We are saved from sin and from death and from hell. Because God has come down and shown His love to us. And in fact, as John tells us, in our second reading from 1 John, and also in chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, that it is the love of the Father. The Father loves us. And those of us who accept Jesus Christ, and as Peter says in another place, who receive the grace of baptism, have become children of God. Because the Father loves us so much. Because the Son has come down and saved us. Because by the grace of faith and of baptism, the Holy Spirit has entered our hearts, our souls, even we can say our bodies, and we have become temples of the Holy Spirit. So Peter, after he is arrested, when he could easily be arrested, be thrown in jail for longer, when he could easily be beaten, when he could easily even, like Jesus himself, or like St. Stephen, just, just um, a couple days or weeks or months later, where he could even be killed. Peter chooses, by the grace of God, not to keep his mouth shut, he chooses, by the grace of God, not to cower in fear. But he knows that he has a responsibility to proclaim this message of salvation and of grace and of love and of conviction of sin to the people. So he says, among other things, there is, no sal there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name other than Jesus under heaven 
given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus, as he says in John chapter 10, in our gospel reading today, Jesus is the good shepherd. There's one flock, one shepherd. Not like, like, not like Jesus is a shepherd and Muhammad is a shepherd and Buddha is a shepherd and Confucius is a shepherd and this one's a shepherd and that one's a shepherd. No, no, no. There is one flock and there is one shepherd. It's not like there are a bunch of flocks. Like there's the Catholics and there's the Protestants and there's the Muslims and there's the Hindus and there's the, there's the Confucianists and there's the atheists and there's all these people. No, 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 no. One flock. One shepherd. Our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 16, 18, established one church. So you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And God has given to the human race, through the church, all the means needed for salvation. He's given us baptism, by which we receive the life of grace. He's given us confirmation, by which the Holy Spirit is stirred up in our hearts that we might be empowered to witness with boldness like Peter and like Paul and like Stephen and like the martyrs and the witnesses of the early church. Like Cecilia and Agnes and Agatha and Catherine and all the rest. He gives us the Holy Eucharist which he says in John chapter 6 is the food which remains into eternal life. He gives us baptism by which we are saved and He gives us the Eucharist by which we are sustained in that salvation. By which we are sustained day to day to not lose our salvation by mortal sin, but, by to, but to persevere all the way to heaven. He gives us confession to be restored to His grace in those times when we fall. He gives us anointing of the sick for healing of our souls, sometimes of our bodies, and so that we might persevere in our final agony, in our final trial, as we approach the moment of our death. And He gives us the sacraments at the service of communion. Marriage and holy orders. And it's not that God can't work outside of those things. It's not that God can't provide extraordinary graces even for salvation outside the sacraments. Somebody who never knew Jesus. Somebody who had no opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. Well, God can do whatever He wants. Whether that person was an atheist or a Confucianist or a Hindu or a Muslim or a Jew or whatever. Like, God can provide whatever grace that He desires even to save such a person. But no person who in the end rejects Jesus Christ, no person who knows, who knows Jesus and who chooses not Jesus can be saved. And any person who is saved whether that is through the normal ways of baptism and of the sacramental life of the church, or 
whether God uses some exceptional and extraordinary grace that He has not told us about. Any person who is saved is saved through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is God. And it is His death and His resurrection which brings salvation to the world. That's how much God loves us. That He gave Himself totally and completely for us. And that's why you and me, like St. Peter, have a mandate, a responsibility, a, a call to tell other people about Jesus. Like we talked about last week. Because the love of Christ urges us on. Because we want everyone to be saved. That's what the Bible says that God wants. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 2, I think. God desires all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's what we want too. Because we are in Christ. We want all, we want all to be saved. So we have to pray for the boldness of Peter. Those of us who have been confirmed have the grace. Peter doesn't have a grace of boldness from God that we don't have. Because we, all of us who have received the sacrament of confirmation have received the grace for that witness. And we got to do it. That, that falls to all of us, y'all. Every baptized Christian in the places where we find ourselves the love of Christ should urge us on, should pull us to share the hope of salvation with other people. Now here's the last thing. That call is for all of us, every baptized Christian. But, to he who more has given, more is expected. Every year, on the fourth Sunday of Easter, we, we hear in the Gospel about Jesus the Good Shepherd. And every year, on this, what people call Good Shepherd Sunday, we, we ask for prayers for, for us priests. Because we do, because we have received the grace of holy orders, because we have received these sacramental powers from Jesus Christ, and because we stand in His person, we do have an even greater responsibility to lead well, to shepherd you with holiness and with courage, with boldness like Peter, with gentleness and with obedience like St. Joseph. And so, I just ask you, I mean, all the time, but this week especially, to, to pray for me. To, to pray for Father Brett. To pray for the other priests. To pray for the, the new pastor who will be coming in a few months. Even though we don't know who he is yet. To pray that we might be bold like Peter. To pray that we might not get distracted from the love of God by the things of the world that pull at our attention. And to pray that we might have good 
and holy priests. That's why we pray that the prayer for vocations to the priesthood and also to the consecrated life every Sunday. Because we need good shepherds. Shepherds after the heart of Jesus. Shepherds who will be focused on heaven, on proclaiming this salvation that we have talked about, and leading you, and leading us together to the Lord. So let us pray this week that we might be bold like Peter, that we might know so deeply the love of God, that we follow His, his compulsion, we follow His urging to share His salvation with others. And please pray for us priests that we might lead the church, lead the parishes in that proclamation, in that boldness, with holiness and with courage.